how to receive from God is what we have been discussing. And um, I've been talking on the matter of disciples for some time. Besides that, why we're trying to emphasize the fact that what God is doing in our lives is to fulfill his promises. Which means that we must have the word of God. You remember, it's part of the person of the Lord Jesus when we pray in his name. We don't receive anything from God on any other promise other than the fact that we prayed in the name of Jesus. Jesus is a summary of all the promises of God. So when we are going to ask in his name, we are taking the promises of God with us. And for us to know the promises, we must learn. And learning is what marks disciples. So we started by reading from John chapter 15 again, that Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will have the capacity to ask for whatever you wish, and it should be done for you. We realize that the Lord Jesus, that was how his life was. When he was going to raise Lazarus up from the dead, he said, Father, I thank you because you hear me always. And that's what we are trying to attain. He said a disciple, when he has been fully trained, becomes like his teacher. That is, we will get to a point, if we remain disciples of the Lord Jesus, when we are fully transformed, we will become exactly like him. And we will be able to say to God the Father that I thank you that whatever I ask from you, you always grant it. That's where we are going. So Jesus said, how do I get to that point? Is by being a disciple. And we have been emphasizing that discipleship is what we must therefore go for as believers in Christ Jesus. What's a disciple? A constant learner. Now, the point I want to make today is that process of spiritual change that must occur in our lives for us to be able to receive from God. I began to say something last time that many things that God wants to give us until we are changed, we can't receive them. You know, I was reading, somebody sent an article around um, out the other day, and it was striking when I read something he said. He said that God said to John the Baptist that how will you know who the person I sent is? He said, one on whom you will see the Holy Spirit descend and remain. It struck me. I've never noticed it before. That God said to John, Jesus will be known by the fact that the Holy Spirit descended on him and it remained. That is, the man was saying, many people, the Holy Spirit descended on them, but it did not remain. In the same manner, many people, the blessings of God descended on them, it did not remain. They make money today, tomorrow they are poor, it didn't remain. I've heard of people who started churches, you know, I have one in mind now, outside Nigeria, in in two years or so, they were in thousands. The third year, fourth year, they were down to zero. The blessing came, it did not remain. Why? Because the man was not built up to receive. If I have a message on our website titled, Built Up to Receive, that is, except you are built up, you cannot receive and hold. Are you getting my point? The thing can come temporarily, you cannot receive and hold. Let me just quickly drop this. Many times, you see, we preachers, we sometimes, it's a mistake we make, and it's good for those of us, those who are hearing us to be corrected. A man of God tells them, look, I will lay hands on you, and this will happen. And we emphasize wrongly that that is the way by which things happen. Anything that happens by the laying out of hands, all right, can only come. It does not abide. Are you getting my point? What makes something abide is your personal character. What makes something abide is the knowledge of God that feels inside your heart. I can lay hands on you right now and you have instant prosperity, all right? But that prosperity will not remain. You say, okay, a man of God came to our church. I sowed a fantastic seed of 10,000 naira and then within six months, I had a million. Go and check it. If that was the only thing you did to receive that million, within eight months, you were poor again and very likely you are now owing the 10,000 naira you gave as an initial offering. The reason is because the thing came, 
but you need something to hold it. And if you go to the book of Acts chapter 20, Paul says something there. He said, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and then give to you your inheritance amongst those who are sanctified. That is, you must be built up for something that comes upon you to remain. If a man will lay hands on you and suddenly you will get well, listen to me, if you don't abide in the word of God, another sickness will come after one year and you'll be looking for who will lay hands on you again. Are you getting my point? And after a while, the laying hands on you may not work anymore. Not because the power of God has waned, because God says, by now you should have been built up. You should be the one even praying for other people. It's very important we understand it. So you see, we need to be built up. One of the reasons why we don't receive things from God is because we can't handle them. And that's what I've been emphasizing since last time, that the disciple is one who is allowing the word of God to change his internal capacity to remain. The man I want to talk about briefly, all right, is a man, Abraham, in the scriptures. We know of Abraham that from the time God called him till his son Isaac was born, it was 25 years. 25 years is not small time. It's a long time. But I can tell you something about God. God does not waste time. He may take time, but he never wastes it. Why did it take God 25 years to release Isaac to Abraham? It was simply because it took God 25 years to build Abraham up to the place where he could receive and hold Isaac. Please, you must understand that. It's not just to receive Isaac, but to receive and hold Isaac. There was a woman in the Bible, um, the, the woman of Shunem, who Elisha wanted to bless with a child. And she came to Elisha. Elisha said, what do you want? She said, nothing. What do you want? She said, nothing. And then finally, Elisha prophesied when he found out from the mouth of his servant that that woman did not have a child. He prophesied a child into her life. And the woman said to him simply, do not deceive me. This the story is in 2 Kings chapter 4. All right? When the, woman, when the man said to her, at this is next year, you shall embrace his son. She said, no, my Lord, O man of God, do not lie to your maid servant. Now, there's a story in there because when she said that, over the next she received the child. At the end of the year, the child came. Look, the man of God was so powerful. The anointing was so powerful, she had to conceive that child. But there's one problem. The child died. The child died. Then she went, of course, that's after many years. She now went to the man and went and asked him to come back. You know what? The first thing she said when he saw the man of God, he said, did I not tell you not to lie to me? That is what we're saying, therefore, is that her spiritual capacity was still in that, you know, the situation in which she couldn't hold that child. That was what happened. She still had it that hey, is a lie. I always knew this boy was not real. That's what she was saying. I always knew because if she had received him, she would not have said that that time not to lie because what happened should have been able to tell her that the man did not lie. But when she was going to go to the man after the boy died, she said, did I not tell you not to lie to me? We know the rest of the story. We're just trying to take a spiritual lesson from it. The man now came, prayed for the boy, laid himself upon that boy. This was beyond the laying of hands. Then the boy got up and was well. But one scripture there struck me when I read it. When he finished that, he called her house in verse 36. He said, take up your son. Now something struck me there. He didn't give the child to her this time around by himself. He said to her, the boy had woken up. He was still lying down there. He now called her. You go by yourself and go and take him up. Now this is my spiritual understanding from it. He was saying to her, you stretch your faith and collect this boy. You build up yourself spiritually and hold him. Before I was the one that gave him to you by force. I was the one that, that now I'm the one that's raising him up. He said, now you go and take the boy up by yourself. Listen to me. Until you can take something by yourself, 
It cannot abide even if God were to force it upon you. Very, very important. Many people, blessings have been poured upon them. That's why the other day I, I read that, uh, was it uh, uh, Warren Buffett, who's still one of the richest men in the world today, among top three. The man said he will not allow his children the misfortune of having too much money. <laughs> Do you understand? And he has already settled them. All his money is given out, most of it. Why? Because he understands that it becomes a negative, uh, you know, that is, is a disadvantage to those children. If suddenly you pour too much money on them, one, a man who was the richest man in the world at that time, Paul Getty, I, one of my friends told me what, of, what one of his children said. He said, the man said, the boy said, money was a curse to our family. That money was a curse. Why? They did not have the spiritual capacity to handle it. Many of the blessings we are looking for in life, sometimes we do not have the spiritual capacity to handle it. The lesson, therefore, is we must build up that spiritual capacity. You have just listened to a radio message by Pastor Banky. More of these and other messages are available from our website, kwm.com.ng. To contact us, write us at radiosemons at gmail.com. And do not forget to do your part in spreading the kingdom of God by sharing this message with someone else. Thank you for listening. And may the fruit of this word blossom in your life.